Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hello, my friends. Hi, welcome to the Joyful Courage podcast, a conscious parenting podcast where we tease apart the challenges and nuances of parenting through adolescence. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke, Positive Discipline Lead Trainer and Adolescent Lead at Sproutable, a company that represents not only the growth of our children, but also the journey and evolution that we all get to go on as parents. I'm walking the path right next to you as I navigate the teen parenting with my own two kids here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Joyful Courage is all about grit growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. Thank you for being here. We are over 1 million downloads and 300 plus episodes strong. And you, you listeners have taken us to the top 1% of podcasts worldwide. I appreciate you. I'm really excited for today's show. It is the first of six solo shows where I'm going to deep dive with you all into alternatives to punishment. And I really hope that over the course of the six weeks, I can support you in shifting your mindset around how to be in response to the behavior that can often show up during the teen years. As a disclaimer, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, and if you're feeling like your child is in harm's way due to the behavior they are currently exhibiting, I would encourage you to reach out to a medical or mental health professional. I am a parent coach. I am a positive discipline trainer, as I've mentioned already, and the mom of two teens, so I will be coming at you with that resume. I'm also deeply, deeply invested in supporting parents through these years. So glad that you're here. Hey, listeners. Hi. Hi, friends. Here we go. So I want to share a little bit about my why, why I'm focusing so much on alternatives to punishment. So what I see in my work and what I experience in my own practice of parenting teens is that there's a lot of fear and future tripping happening. We worry so damn much about our kids and how their choices are going to affect them in the long term. 
And well-meaning, loving parents, we want to protect them from themselves. We want to protect them from other people. We want to protect them from the world. And we easily forget that what they need most during this period of time is practice so that they can move into adulthood with enough experience to be powerful decision makers and the ability to take care of themselves. We also forget that the person who launches, who leaves the comfort and safety of the family home is not a fully done human. Think back to your 20s, people. How much did you know? Especially those early 20s. How much did you learn in those early years of baby adulthood? And how did you learn those things? Trial and error, making mistakes, feeling the effects. Why do we think it will be or should be different for the adolescents that we are raising, right? Why do we think it should be any different for them? This is such a special and misunderstood time and a powerful opportunity for us parents to grow and develop so much if we are willing to see what our relationship with our teenagers is highlighting for and about us. So my why is really, I just want to like zero in, focus in with all of you so that we can just kind of shift the mindset, shift the narrative around this period of time and around behavior and about the mistakes that our kids are making so that we can show up for them in a way that continues to nurture relationship because that's the thing they need most from us. Yes, they need structure. Of course, they need boundaries and expectations. But deeper than that, they need to be seen. They need to be accepted. They need to feel like they can come to you like you have their back, right? And as our kids move from childhood into adolescence, we can feel the shift, right? No longer do they want to spend as much time with us. They begin to question what we know right? Push back against our opinion. They can become a bit snarky and critical of us. They're moving into a period of time where they begin to consider the question, who am I? Who am I? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month 
while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. It's not something that they think about in those first 12 years, but they move into adolescence and there is this sense of curiosity around that. And this question, it's not often something they're actively asking, right? Instead, it's more like this foundational unsettling that sits with them as they move into the teen years. Who am I? They're thinking, they're experiencing, I'm not you, parent, I'm me, I'm different from you. Who do you want me to be? Who do you think I am? And am I really that person? Do you accept me? Will you accept me as I continue to explore and discover who I am? Will other people accept me? You might remember if you listened to episode 316 with Dr. Megan McNally, she used the term adolescent narcissism. The idea that teens feel like they are center stage all the time. I remember this. I definitely felt this way. They feel like everyone is looking at them, thinking about them, judging them. And the discomfort of that is real. And of course, you know, some kids feel this more acutely than others. Absolutely. But they're all feeling that. And discomfort like this, it can lead kids into some really wonky behavior right? Behavior that tends to make sense to them, even as we're witnessing it and thinking, what are you doing? Right? The discomfort of feeling like everyone is paying attention to me, looking at me, judging me. I know that showed up in my house, right? And it was too much. So our teens look for solutions to the problems that they're having, right? But sometimes those solutions can also be recognized as, you know, behavior that isn't necessarily useful or productive. But for our kids, that behavior makes sense to them, right? And this is a key place as we start the next six episodes. The behavior your teens are engaging in makes sense to them in some way, right? It's a solution to a problem or a problematic perception about themselves that they're having, And it's being motivated by how they're experiencing belonging and significance and the meaning that they're making around that experiencing. 
our role, the parent role, it has to shift during these years. It is a time for us to move over and allow our kids to be in the driver's seat, (laughs) literally in mid-adolescence, right? This is super hard for many of us, and it makes sense why this would be so challenging. We just spent 10, 11, 12 years firmly planted in the driver's seat. And in that experience, consciously, subconsciously, we were convinced that we had things handled, that we were controlling the situation, and we knew the way forward. We were leading the charge forward. And then our kids hit adolescence and they say, you know, actually, there are multiple ways forward, endless ways forward. Sometimes the way forward is to go sideways. And by the way, I'm going to be taking the wheel now. I'm going to be picking the paths. This is jarring right? So parents of adolescents, and this isn't all parents. Like I realize that there's some of you out there who are thinking like, this isn't my experience. Like I really embrace this time and I love that my kids are exploring. Great. Great. I invite you to continue to listen and take what is useful to you and, you know, be here, be with us. And I also know that some of you are like, oh my God, yes, totally. This is landing for me. So Listen for what is landing and listen for new learning. So our kids take the wheel. Whether or not we hand it to them, their hands are on the wheel. So parents of adolescents, we have a choice. We can fight for the driver's seat, right? Bribing, threatening, punishing, you know, holding a vision, a narrative that we think is the only way to success for our kids, right? We can fight for the driver's seat, which then nobody wins and relationships are damaged, Or we can humbly slide over to the passenger seat with gratitude that we're still allowed in the car and allow for a willingness to explore these new routes that our kids want to take. Buy them. Be curious. Tell me more about that. Because it does turn out that there isn't only one way. There isn't only one path. There isn't a right or a wrong All it takes is having a teenager who chooses a path that you never heard of or considered to make you realize that you have attachments (laughs) around how they get to where they're meant to go. Our teens are here to walk their own journey and every challenge and mistake is serving them, is growing them into who they are meant to be, who they are here to be. And you know, I mean, it's true. Many of us know this. We can tell them till we are blue in the face which roads to avoid, right? We can tell them again and again and again. We can share our hard-earned wisdom, try and protect them from themselves, just as our parents tried so hard to protect us from ourselves. And, and this is really important, Sometimes teens need to go down a road that looks good at the beginning to know over time and through experience that it isn't the best road for them. And them choosing like, "Ah, I'm not really feeling this. This doesn't feel right to me. And choosing another path is so much more powerful than us standing in the middle of the street with our arms outstretched saying, don't go down this. I mean, how intriguing, right? Like, hmm, what's down there? I want to go check it out right? Or, you know, you can't tell me what to do, which that happens a lot. This is like the second wave of autonomy after toddlerhood where our kids are like, oh, I can do whatever I want. And you're making this scenario really interesting with your over the top, don't ever do this, right? So what is our role? Our role 
is to plant the seeds of critical thinking, consideration, and situational awareness. Our role is to be the soft landing when our kids are facing the consequences of their decision-making and accepting and loving them through it. We all learned through our experiences, you and me and everybody else that's listening. How did we learn? We learned through our experiences. What if we trusted that our teens will learn through theirs, especially the messy ones? And I know that some of us, right, we don't want our kids to make the same mistakes we made. Okay, valid. I'm definitely hopeful that my kids don't make the same mistakes I made, but I'm not in charge of that. I'm not in charge of that. I can be emotionally honest with them. I can share an appropriate amount of information through my experience, but it, about my experience, but at the end of the day, they're going to learn through the choices and decisions that they make, right? One of the positive discipline pillars is that mistakes are opportunities to learn. Think back to your own teenage experience. Did you make mistakes? Did you learn from them? Are there some mistakes you wish you didn't make? Could anyone have told you what to do that would have made a difference? Okay, that question is key. If the answer to that last question, could anyone have told you what to do that would have made a difference? If your answer is yes, I want you to really consider what you needed as a teen who was getting into mischief and making mistakes. Did you need more lectures? Did you need more punishment and consequences? Maybe did you need a bit more structure? Structure is not the same as punishment. Or was there a lack of encouragement and faith in who you were as a developing human? Was there a lack of role models? So think about that. What did you need? What did you actually need? Now, I lured you into the series with promises of alternatives to punishment during the teen years, and that is what this is about, but it is also much deeper and wider than that. And let's just consider why do parents punish their teens? And yes, any imposed consequence falls under the punishment umbrella. It's just all dressed up. So let's not get confused here. Natural consequences happen when we don't do anything, right? We just let things unfold. That's what a natural consequence is, right? But anytime we say, hand it over, or you no longer can, or, you know, you're in big trouble, right? We're moving into imposed, sometimes punitive, imposed consequences, which are punishments, okay? So let's just be clear about that. Why do parents feel like the only way for their teens to be successful and make good decisions is to make sure they feel the pain when they make mistakes? And you all have heard me talk about this. I'm gonna talk about it again. There is an assumption with that logic that teens have mastered all the tools they need to navigate the tricky new, brand new situations that they find themselves in They just need motivation to do the right thing, right? We can talk till, you know, the cows come home about peer pressure and just say no and do the right thing. But until our kids are in those experiences and practicing having an out, saving face, being able to move in that social dynamic that also is showing up in those situations, they don't have the tools that they need. They gain those tools and begin to learn, move towards mastery of those tools, the more that they find themselves in that situation, right? So the assumption that teens have have all the tools they need, they just need, you know, to know, well, I can't do this because I'm going to get in trouble. It's not a useful assumption. 
their emotional state is usually heightened in that moment of choice. Am I gonna, am I not? Will I do this? They're usually have this heightened emotion and they don't necessarily, well, they don't, you know, their assessment radar, their assessment tool in the brain is not developed as far as the novelty seeking part of their brain. The risk assessment is a little delayed, right? And when we think, well, our teens have all the tools that they need to navigate these tricky situations, they just need to know that they're going to be in trouble. We can't find our teen's strengths inside of this assumption. We can hear the assumption in these questions. So I'm going to share from Positive Discipline for Teens, the book written by Jane Nelson and Lynn Lott. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this. So on page 46, there's some really great questions. And sometimes when people are new to this work, right, new to positive discipline or just in panic mode, right? Maybe we've been like really solid, intentional, positive discipline parents. We're feeling really good about things. And then our kids hit the teen years and teen brain development happens and things start to feel really weird. And we slide into this short-term mindset. And here are the questions that we ask when we're in that short-term mindset, right? These are not useful questions. So listen and, and let me know if these are some of the questions that you're asking. And I know they are because I hear from you. I see it in my Facebook group and my membership. And sometimes I'm in these questions. Sometimes these are the questions that I'm asking when I'm not really tuned into what I want most. So here we go. Number one, how do I make my teen mind me? Whenever I hear the word mind, I think of my grandma Kay. Number two, how do I make my teen understand no? Number three, how do I get my teen to listen to me? Number four, how do I get my teen to cooperate and do what I say? Number five, how do I motivate, quote, motivate my teen, which is another phrase for do what I think is best. Number six, how do I make this problem go away, right? So there's a couple other tools, but I'm gonna let those go for now because, you know, when I hear those questions in my work, I know this parent is desperate, right? They're desperate. They just wanna know, like, what? how can I nip this in the bud, right? How can I nip this in the bud? How can I make it go away? We want those quick and easy answers. Well, maybe not easy, but we want quick and impactful answers, for things to just come to a screeching halt and for our kids to do what we want. But these are short-term parenting questions. They're short-term and short-sighted, especially when we lift up and out, when we take a step back, when we take a breath and we remember what we ultimately want that I think we can all agree on, which is we want our kids to grow into high-functioning adults <laughs> or even just functioning adults. They all focus, these questions all focus on getting the kids to do what we want instead of focusing on growing their tools and skills because that's what they need. They need life skills. They need tools for navigating what shows up in the world. So let's shift and look at a different set of questions, right? A different set of questions. So listen to these and notice what comes up for you. Same kid, right? Same parent. Well, different mindset. Number one, how do I help my teen become capable? Number two, how do I get into my teen's world and support them and their developmental process? Number three, 
How do I help my teen feel belonging and significance? Number four, how do I help my teen learn social and life skills such as problem solving and the ability to identify feelings and communicate about those feelings in words? Number five, how do I begin to honor that my teen has different ideas about what is best for her or him? And number six, how can my teen and I use this problem as an opportunity to learn from our mistakes? How can we learn and try again instead of giving up when we make mistakes? When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So I'm hoping and I'm guessing that second set of questions that I just read are the ones that represent what you truly want. And as the authors of Positive Discipline for Teens say in the book, when teens are respectfully involved in the problem-solving process, they may not, quote, mind you, but they will be more likely to cooperate. They are likely to find inner motivation from your encouragement rather than rebelling against your control. How about that? They're likely to find inner motivation from your encouragement rather than rebelling against your control. I mean, that's super profound to me. So this is the direction that we are headed in the next six weeks. I'm just going to put out all solo shows for the next six weeks, no interviews. I am going to offer some throwback shows on Thursdays, but my Monday shows are going to be six in a row of this solo limited series, basically. We are pointing the compass towards encouragement and cooperation and away from discouragement and control. 
We are going to keep those long-term parenting questions that I just read as our lens to see through. And you will be supported in seeing how responding to the behavior that you would rather your teen not engage in from a place of curiosity and trust rather than coercion and control is really useful and powerful and respectful. So I invite you over the next week to really consider the questions that you're asking. Are they short-term questions? And play with considering those long-term questions. I'm gonna make sure both sets of questions are in the show notes. And one last thing, and I'm gonna remind you of this all six weeks. I would love for you to join me live on April 25th, well, live on Zoom, from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific for a two-hour interactive online workshop where we're gonna get really into the practice, the process of co-creating rules and boundaries with our teens. We're gonna really roll around in the firmness of positive discipline. I'm gonna be leading some experiential activities and holding space for some Q&A. So if you're into it, you can sign up now to make sure there is space for you. And signing up will also get you the replay. Go to www.besproutable.com slash boundaries dash tweens dash teens. I know it's a mouthful. Besproutable.com slash boundaries dash tweens dash teens. I'm going to be back next week focused on moving from control to influence and discussing why relationship is the key. All of my love. Thank you for being here. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I love this community. Be on the lookout Thursday for a throwback episode from The Vault, one of my favorites. I'm so happy to bring you content that matters to you. Are you on my mailing list? If not, go to besproutable.com slash teens and get signed up now so you can stay up to date on all the things. And you'll get seven tips over seven days to support you in nurturing stronger connections with your tweens and teens. If you feel inspired and you haven't already, do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. We're working hard to stand out and make a massive impact on families around the globe. Your review helps the Joyful Courage podcast to be seen by even more parents. And don't forget, sign up for that Boundaries Workshop, April 25th, 5 to 7 p.m. PST. It's free. You can find the link in the show notes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.